Hey, I'm Sam Hahn, and you're listening to The Weld and Green Podcast, a show about performance and esports. Weld and Green is the performance coach and sports psychology trainer for esports athletes focused on helping them optimize their game, learn faster, stop tilting, and get in the zone. Welcome to the Ask Weldon segment. With this segment of the show, I bring together questions and answers from the Ask Weldon YouTube show, revolving around a specific topic he has covered. In this episode, the topic is... Your focus needs more focus. Focus. Most of you that are listening to this are interested in getting better at whatever your game of choice is. You follow educational YouTubers, you watch streams, you listen to podcasts, whatever you can do. A large part of getting better at this game involves your ability to focus. In a society and time where our attention spans are getting shorter, there are more distractions thrown in our way, and multitasking is a must, focusing on something can be hard. We start focusing on improving a singular thing, but forget that we're doing it five minutes later. We learn something, but we can't implement it in our gameplay. We train and train, but it just doesn't stick. What are you doing right now while you're listening to this podcast? Yeah, how many times are you going to have to rewind 30 seconds of this podcast? My point exactly. If we look at pros in esports, they epitomize a high level of focus. They play 12 hours a day. They perform at a high level on stage for long periods of time. They are able to absorb a ridiculous amount of information in the clutter. And they learn new champions and concepts quickly. So, let's jump into things, shall we? Timeman37MLG asks, How can I achieve the level of hyperfocus that pros do, cutting out the bad day I'm having or whatever, to focus on the game? It's kind of habit. You have to be really good at cutting money out and focusing on the game. And that takes, that's a trained skill. Okay, it's not an accident. Uh, it's something you can pick up unintentionally and be able to do, or it's something that you can train yourself to do. It's up, it's up to you. If you already can do that, great. You don't need to worry about it. If you can't do that, then learn how to do it. There's two things that I recommend. One of them is gratefulness. That's a really good reset switch. So I recommend something like the five-minute journal, which is a tool that I use with all the teams and we do every single morning, um, all the teams I've ever worked with. And it's, uh, it's predicated on gratefulness conditioning which allows you to condition yourself to be resilient. And resilience is that idea of like throwing something aside and focusing on what's needed. The other thing is in the training environment, I ruthlessly tell them to throw aside everything that doesn't matter and focus on what's important all the time. Anytime I find them distracted by something that's unimportant, we discuss why that's unacceptable. And then finally, mindfulness. That's all that that's about is focusing on the experiences happening right now and getting rid of the rest. And there's two ways you can practice mindfulness. One of them is through my program, the Mindfulness Acceptance Commitment Program, which you find linked down below. The other one is through something like Headspace, which is just mindfulness training. It's not any of the other acceptance commitment training that goes along with it. It's just the mindfulness part. Um, of course, I recommend my program, because I think it's the best. But uh, Headspace, or even even better, Tara Brock's website, T-A-R-A space B-R-A-C-H apostrophe S, Tara Brock's website. He has a bunch of free mindfulness training. It's not really sports-specific, but it's kind of the same principle. Focus can be natural for some, but need to be trained for others. 
for those that need to train to focus, it's something that takes effort and time. It's not something you can just turn on like a light switch. If we want to get better at focusing, we need to train that ability to focus, condition ourselves to be grateful and resilient, and build the mindfulness of our current task. Have you ever went into a game and said, I'm going to work on less hitting. Then 10 minutes later, into the game, you've realized your mind and focus has wandered away from less hitting. So you start to last hit again. But then a jungler gank surprises you, and then you forget about last hitting until the game ends, and the post-game stats reveal that your CS was only 153 in a 40-minute game. You're in a long game, and it's hard to focus on one thing for that long of a time. And there are plenty of distractions. And then there's also fatigue. Instead, train yourself in small chunks of time. Focus on last hitting for only mm, 5 minutes, and then take a break if you succeed. Once you can regularly focus on last hitting for 5 minutes without getting distracted, try upping it to 10 minutes. Rinse and repeat, and eventually, you'll be able to train yourself to focus on last hitting for the majority of the match. And what do you do between each 5 minute session of training? Well, as Weldon said, Use gratefulness as a reset switch. This will clear your mind of the distractions, the discouragements, and whatever else you are bringing from that previous five minutes. It's like resting in between workout sets, but for your brain instead of your muscles. As you build resilience from gratefulness, you can be more focused on the task at hand. In this case, that's less hitting. And then we have mindfulness. What is mindfulness? This next question is going to help answer that. Creative Many asks, how do you remind yourself not to go into autopilot mode? Even though I try to ask myself questions, I easily drift away. This is a trained mechanistic skill. And it's not necessarily just limited to League of Legends. This is something that you can become more reflective of your current existence and, and what is happening right now in all facets of your life, in everything that you kind of lose yourself in. And so... Uh, the only way that I have found to do this reliably in my life is through mindfulness training. And so that's, of course, what I would recommend for you. You can find different ways of doing that. You can join a local group. You can find a local instructor. You can just read books and do it yourself. You can go to headspace.com. You can go to my website and training program, mindgames.gg MAC. If you happen to have been raised in a certain way where you are more reflective than the average person, this is something that kind of comes naturally to you. It's not really natural because it's actually kind of programmed the way that you were uh, raised by your parents. If you were not raised that way, then it doesn't come naturally to you. And so it's something that you have to work a little bit harder at. Um, that's, just, that's just what it is. It's, it's reflective practice. Uh, and by practice, I mean the act of doing. I don't mean practice as in training. Um, so reflective practitioners are people that are able to like do their thing, think about it, maybe at the same time or afterwards. And by the way, reflecting on your play shortly afterwards, almost as good as reflecting on it while it's happening, uh, because you're going to start moving that, you're going to start transitioning that backwards into the game. So the more time that you spend after the game, kind of reviewing and reflecting and watching VODs and asking questions and thinking about it, the more you're going to carry that kind of philosophizing and cogitation into the next game with you because you're just spending more time at it. And it's going to be like invading more and more of your decision-making during the game. 
And so that's one hack you can do outside of mindfulness training. The second hack you can do is visualizing. So while you're doing that reflecting after the game, you want to re-visualize the better decision you could have made in the game, like in a future sense. So you want to visualize what it would feel like it'd be like to actually make the right decision at that point. And then that will be more likely to carry into the next game with you. But these, again, are hacks. They're ways of kind of like increasing the odds of this happening. They're ways of building the, the practice into your routine and it's going to warm its way in. But the most surefire scientific approach that has shown results in terms of research is imagery, which is the second thing I listed, and mindfulness. Okay, so those are the most studied in terms of the psychology of how to make yourself a, a reflective practitioner. Good luck. So if you're having an issue falling out of focus and going into autopilot mode, you need to work on three things, mindfulness, reflection, and visualization. With mindfulness, it's exercising your brain muscles to stay focused on a task better and for longer periods of time. With reflection, out-of-game reflection will hack your brain into being better at reflecting and improving during a game. Crazy, right? And with visualization, if you visualize the correct actions, decisions, or plays, you hack your mind into believing it was a real situation to learn from. Next time, you can use that pseudo-learning experience to correctly execute on those visualized actions, decisions, or plays. Now, we've all experienced those moments in life or in game where we autopilot, and things kind of work out. They don't just work out, they work out really, really well. So, was going into that autopilot mode a bad thing? What's the deal there? Usually when we're competing, we want to be in flow state. You want to be in a state of flow where you're not focusing on anything, you're not getting in your brain's way, and you're performing at your optimal level. Might not be good enough to win, but it's everything that you can pull out at that time. Then when we're training, we want to try to be focusing really hard on the stuff that you can't do very well and trying to improve on that, which means it's not going to feel automatic. Um, and what I recommend is to mix and match. So this is what I do with my team is sometimes I let them do flow state because it's very motivating to play in that way. It feels good. It's refreshing. The brain doesn't mind at all. It doesn't feel like work. It's just relaxing, especially when you're performing well. So remember, there's sometimes when you're playing automatically and you're, you're losing a lot and that doesn't feel very good. But it's the same thing. You're still in flow state. You're still performing automatically. You're still performing at the top of your capabilities. It's just those capabilities aren't good enough. So um, I recommend that when, when you're feeling it and when you really want to play for fun and you really just want to like try to express yourself, you just try to get out of your mind's way and try to be in flow state and try to just focus on, on just being in the zone. Focus on the present moment and, and move from there. And then when you really uh, are feeling like you want to get down and dirty and you want to do some work and you want to train yourself, that's when you, you, know, you have your checklist and you have your reminder list and you try to force yourself to think about what you're going to be focusing on and you train yourself hard. And it feels like work because it is work. And afterwards you're tired because you worked. And yeah, that is the answer to my question. MK2 underscore doctor, I hope that it was useful to you and to everybody else who's listening. Hmm, interesting. So going into autopilot mode, or as Walden calls it, flow state, is good. It can be relaxing and invigorating as opposed to being in a training state, which can be tiring and mentally taxing. If we currently have the ability to play at a higher level than we are ranked, 
we need to just shut our brain down and go into flow state. Others, if they want to improve, need to force themselves out of flow state and train to raise their ceiling. Either way, we should give time to both if we're serious about improving. I guess maybe I should play an ARAM every now and then, right? So let's jump into some details on how we can improve our focus. At Weldon Answer Me asks, Hi, I started playing StarCraft 2 and there is too much information to keep track of. How do I multitask and keep focus? Okay, there's not too much information to keep track of. There's information, too much information that you have not programmed yourself yet to keep track of. Maybe programmed is a bad word, but that's close enough. Essentially, I want you to think of everything that you can keep track of in your mind at the same time as I with a dot on the top, like a lowercase i. Okay? It's a variable in math. This is a, this is a mathematical variable. It's not a pronoun. Uh, I with a dot on the top. Reduce variables till you get to I. Okay? Mentally right now. Don't actually do it in the game, but just think like, okay, when I'm walking down the street and I'm talking on the phone, do you run into things? Okay, so no. So this is, you can keep, you can manage to walk down the street and talk on the phone. But can you walk down the street and talk on the phone and read a book? No, or, or, or like maybe like watch YouTube. No, you might run into a pole or something like that. Like, so now you've gone to plus one, too many variables. But if you practice walking down the street and reading a book and talking on the phone and you practice trying to do those three things at once and you do it a lot, then you might be able to do it eventually without running into a pole. It's a really bad example because you might need more concentration to understand what's going on. But in, in sport, this is what happens when somebody learns how to do a soccer kick. First, they're focused fully on moving their leg. Then eventually, their leg becomes automated. Now they can focus on where they're kicking the ball. And then that becomes automated. And then they can focus on the defenders and kicking it at the right time. And then they can focus on, they don't need to think about the defenders. That's automated. Where they're kicking the ball is automated. Where, how they're moving their leg is automated. And they can think about where their teammates are and where they want to put the ball or not. So. Essentially what happens is the brain takes these processes that at first take effort and concentration and, it, and it, you practice them until they become an automatic reflex, something that you don't have to spend conscious effort on. And that is the development of expertise. That is exactly what expertise is, is this coding, coding with a D in your brain. Therefore, if there's too many things to keep track of, it's because there are too many things for you to keep track of and you need to... Focus on this I plus one moment. So the best way to stretch yourself is not to go into the deep end. Unfortunately, actually that is the best way to stretch yourself, but it is, it takes a system. So actually, yes, going to a foreign country and diving in and just like learning the language immersively is the best way, but, and the fastest way, but it takes an insane amount of effort and, and structured learning in the brain. And so I don't think that it's something that you can do when it's some, when it's like an online program. I think that you'll just give up because it's too hard. So instead, it's too painful. It takes so much pain uh, and so much frustration. So anyway, the best thing to do, the one that's satisfying to do and the, and the most enjoyable way to do this process is to find I, find everything that you can do. So whatever rank you're at, whatever you can multitask, and then plus one, add something to it that you're trying to learn. One thing. And focus on being able to do everything that you were doing before. And then also the thing that you're doing extra. So for example, if we're talking about League of Legends, it's like, okay, I'm trading in lane, or I'm CSing in lane, but I'm not paying attention to my opponent. So now I'm gonna CS and pay attention to where my opponent is and try to hit them. In StarCraft II, it's probably like, okay, I'm gonna do my I'm gonna do my Terran build order perfectly, but now I wanna do my Terran build order and I wanna manage my scout at the same time. Or 
Uh, I'm, I'm Protoss and, and I'm doing my Protoss build order perfectly, but now I want to do it while I'm managing my scout and actually harassing them with my scout at the same time. So here's your plus one, right? And eventually you'll get good at doing that. And then you add another plus one. So like I want to, you know, I want to, I want to harass them and then do my build order and, and then um, also, you know, destroy their scout, or, you know, harass their scout or like time it so that I trap them in the mineral line and so that they are all of a sudden they can't get out and I, and I kill their scout, you know? So you're doing three things at once and, and at the same time you're not messing up. And so this is kind of how you layer on complexity in a way that is progressive and allows you to stretch your mind to incorporate those things in an automatic way. You may have heard that humans just don't multitask well. We can't do multiple things at once. We just switch our focus from A to B, back to A, and then B. In the process, we lose that momentum and focus that we could build just focusing on A and then focusing on B. What Weldon is talking about is a sort of fake multitasking. There are two things that happen. First is pattern recognition. Our brain can convert patterns we've experienced into long-term memory. This is the whole I plus one idea that Walden has covered extensively. It's really focused on improving our mental capabilities of being able to absorb a growing amount of information. Second is reaction training. We create automated reactions to specific stimuli. In League, this is knowing exactly how to last hit those four minions under turret with your abilities and your auto attacks. In StarCraft, this is how you control three separate groups of units when you're sieging a base. In Overwatch, that's making that tricky escape by jumping backwards on a few platforms while shooting at your enemies that are flanking. In both pattern recognition and reaction training, all these difficult tasks become converted into habit. They become something you don't think about. So let's talk about those mechanics. How do we focus play into improving those? At Living Legend X21 asks, Research has shown conscious trying can produce negative results. So what's an effective way to find what to focus on? Basically, so the research on choking, tilting, basically shows that when you focus on trying to execute your motor movements, like consciously try to do stuff, you interrupt the automatically programmed or automatically trained reflexes that you conditioned and therefore you kind of destroy your elite skill so you, it, the cycle goes something like this uh, an untrained and untrained skill that you don't know that you suck at and then an untrained skill that you do know that you suck at so consciously trying to improve it and then a trained skill that you focus on to be good at and then a trained skill that's automatic once you get into that phase when you focus on it it brings you back to phase three. So from the automatic phase back to the conscious focus phase. And uh, the reason is because you have like extra levels of coordination that your body's doing. You're starting, like once you get the thing automated, you can start to incorporate other variables that you couldn't concentrate on before. So you actually get better at the movement. And when you go back to focusing on the movement and you mess up some of the, like the finesse of, uh, of um, the coaching. No, sorry. Finesse of the actual like movement. So we know that this is kind of what happens when people choke. We know that this is how you play down to people's level as you focus on like trying to do the motor movement again. So what do you what do you focus on instead? There's a theorist by the name of Yuri Henning, Yuri Henning, who's developing what is called like a action protocol where 
when you're in this tilting mode, you have pre-planned already bookmark actions to focus on. So let's say you're shooting, right? So a normal person who's like shooting at the Olympics would start choking and they would focus on their too much on their their actual aiming. They'd be like, okay, hold it really tight, like squeezing the trigger, squeezing the trigger and bang, and then they would like mess up. And so what he what he works with these shooters to do is basically to be like, okay, they focus on steps of the process that they know that are just steps of the process. So the first step is like shoulder, breathe, exhale, squeeze. And there's a ton of extra movements in there, like a myriad of extra movements in there. But if you have these bookmark movements that you focus on intentionally, they can include the myriad of extra training movements. Like for example, the, the adage that tennis players say, like keep your eye on the ball, or uh, you know what they say in baseball, keep your eye on the ball, which is total bull crap because you can't actually see the ball. Like when you're returning a tennis serve, the last time you see the ball is like when it's about a foot from the guy's racket. And then the nerve impulse does not have enough time to get to your brain before you actually have to hit it. So the keep your eye on the ball is just like nonsense, right? Um, but when you try to like consciously keep your eye on the ball, you move your head in position of where it's going to predicted to be. And it allows you to then like swing naturally without concentrating too much on that movement and interrupting it. So it's kind of like a bookmark movement that you use to free up your automatic movement. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, so that's essentially like what you should focus on is you should find the first few steps of the decision-making process, the key bookmarks in the, in the movement that like you can use to keep you completely undistracted. And I think for me, that's always things like deciding when to trade. Uh, and so like as soon as they for example, use a, a CC spell or something to last hit, like, I'll go for the trade. Or as soon as I see a jungler somewhere, you know, I'll go for the trade. And instead of, like, how to trade, instead of, like, thinking, like, okay, I need to go over here on this side of the minion or this side of the minion, like, um, I'll try to make that automatic so that I don't mess it up. And that's the thing that I've already trained. I already know how to navigate around the minions in lane, and I want that to be, like, super fluid and the dodging to be super fluid. So I try not to focus too much on that. I apologize in advance for what might happen because of what I say next. But have you ever thought about your breathing? How often you're blinking? What about your walk? Or what is your tongue doing while you're chewing food or gum? That last one totally gets me. I usually end up biting my tongue if I think about it too much. These are things that have become a mechanical habit. But once we start thinking about the small details like how our arms are swinging while we walk, or do we step with our right foot first on a staircase or our left? Things get really out of whack. Living legend is right. Conscious trying on something mechanical can hurt us. That is, if it is already a trained skill. I've had a golf club in my hand since I was five. When I go out to the golf course, I hit plenty of bad shots, but before my next swing, I wanna make sure I don't slice the ball again. So to fix my slice, I have to make sure my feet are placed correctly, my club is aligned, my head stays still, my elbow is straight, my knees are bent, blah, 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 blah. There are a hundred things to think about. But ultimately, when I step up to take my next shot, I think about my bookmarks, rhythm, and three positions in my swing. So first, I check my positions. Check one, two, Three. Okay, then I take a practice swing. 
Rhythmically, I'm thinking. One, two, three. All right, I got that. Now I step up to the ball. One, two, three. Don't overthink it. Just remember your bookmarks. If you're working on your in Street Fighter, maybe you just need to bookmark the first and last command on that combo. It really could be that simple. And if you still make mistakes often, well, it's probably not a trained skill. It's a skill in training. You know, like a mall cop being a cop. How does something become a trained skill? Well, the answer is pretty obvious. Train it. Consciously. Hit one button at a time, and then speed it up as you get better and better at it. Practice shooting a standing target. Then, practice shooting moving targets. Finally, start jumping around while you're shooting moving targets. Hey, League players, remember that thing we've been asking Riot for? <laughs> yeah, sandbox mode is finally here, but how many have actually used it? No, 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 I'm not talking about that one time you went into it to check out how it works. Spend 5, 10, 15 minutes working on those rise combos, or those Lee Sin flash kicks, or just orb walking around a practice dummy. Get so trained and familiar with these mechanics that they become trained skills. Focus. It's a tough thing, but some of us need to train more. And if it comes naturally to you, more power to you, man. But either way, focus is something that is a necessity when we want to improve and train. Weldon has given us a handful of methods to make our ability to focus better. Personally, I'm going to be working on my visualization and being in flow state more often. This episode of the Weldon Green Podcast is supported by Runtime. Runtime has one simple goal, fix nutrition for esports. One of Runtime's products is a next level meal, a meal replacement full of vitamins, minerals, and all the macronutrients your body needs. Hey Weldon, what's next level meal like? Kind of like Soylent and all of those other meal replacement foods or drinks. The idea being that you eat it instead of a meal, except in this case, you drink it. Now there are a lot of meal replacements out there. So what makes Runtime so special? They really set out with a mission to try to supersede standard nutrition. I mean, when you look at the junk that we put in our bodies today, there's just so much stuff that isn't necessary. And the approach that, you know, that Runtime has philosophically lines up with the idea of experimenting with new ingredients. New ingredients like isomaltulose. Isomaltulose raises your blood sugar levels way slower than the usual ingredients like sugar. This makes it the perfect distributor of steady energy. So how does Weldon use Runtime's next level meals? So I use Runtime to try to replace the worst meal of the day for me, meaning the one that I have the least time to prepare or the one that I will you know, probably just run out to a restaurant or grab a snack or might not even eat at all. And since I travel a lot, I can also use it to replace expensive airport food that might not be that good for me and 
you know, as a gamer, I like to train and I really find it difficult to set aside 45 minutes to go to prepare some real food. And the fact that it's more convenient and tastes good is a fantastic side effect. If you're looking for high performance products that are natural, healthy, scientifically tested, and are made for gamers by gamers, check out www.runtime.gg and use the discount code MINDGAMES, that's with an S at the end, for 10% off your order. Runtime, power up your game. Welcome to the Weldon Journey, the part of the show where Weldon talks about whatever experiences and thoughts he wants to talk about. This episode, Weldon will be talking about week five of the EU LCS Spring Split 2017. So week five, the EU LCS, I'm in Uvascula. And we played, what did we play this week? Oh yeah, we played Unicorns of Love. The top of the table match between the two groups. So we finished our round robin, conquered all. And we've conquered two people from the other the other side, maybe. Maybe two, three, four? I don't remember how many we've played, but we just played Unicorns. They were the only other undefeated team. And we squashed them in the first game and eked out a victory in the second game. Felt really good. This week was mindfulness week. So we kicked off. We decided we're gonna we're gonna do seven days blast mindfulness. I'm not actually really sure how it's going because I'm in Uvascula for this week. So I am working from a distance, and I really wanted to get some one on ones in, and I couldn't. Like I didn't have good communication with the team, and we got up to the game day, and and it kind of worked out there. But I was able to have my first session with a Korean interpreter with Dehan, and his name is Expect in. League of Legends, but his real name is Dehan. And that, that was fantastic. He is totally different in Korean than he is in English, obviously, because you're controlled by your language level when you're speaking a foreign language. And the, the words that you learn kind of determine what your personality sounds like, especially at the very beginning. You can't come through at all. But he's really outspoken and, and funny and kind of off-cuff and, and really vulnerable, like communicates a lot of emotional uh, vulnerability that is like usually tough for teenagers. I think he's just more mature. Than, than average, you know. He's a little older than most people who kick off at 17, 18, 19. You know, he's 20 or 21, I believe. 21, I think, in Korean years, 20 in the rest of the world. When you're born, when you're one years old. You're born and you're one years old in, in Korea because they count the time you're gestating as age. So overall, overall, I, I hope it was a good week. I'm going to get back and, and hear the report from Joey on how mindfulness is going and we're going to f- like identify all the barriers that came up try to kick it off even stronger, get the habit going in everybody. Pretty sure that this is this would be my bet. My bet would be Mithy did it every single day. My bet would be that Luca tried it out. Maybe he did it every day. My bet was then, since pretty dedicated, I bet but he'd do it. My bet is Yun and Dehan struggled because I asked them to find a Korean app, but I didn't oversee it. Um, and I found one with Yoon, and then I was like, well, maybe we can find another one. But I don't know if they like, like I, it's easy in English because I'm like, use this app pay for the year-long service, do it now, go. That's kind of what you have to do to get people to just get over that first barrier of just locating the app they're going to use and sitting down with it. But it's tough when you don't have an app already chosen because there's just hundreds of options and you're shopping for them and you're like, which one? Oh, this one costs money, but what if it's the wrong one? Then should I try it out? Like, you can't really evaluate the quality. It, it gets tough. 
So all of these are barriers for like uh, somebody who only has 17 minutes to be effective and then they have to move on to the next thing. So I should really go and ask Spirit. Spirit and Gamsu were using a specific app when I was working with Fnatic that was in Korean that they liked. I'm curious as to what it was. But hopefully hopefully they found something and they've been using it this week. We'll find out when I get back. This week they also announced that we're going to IEM Katowice, that they invited us after C9 dropped out. So that's really exciting because we get a chance to test the international water toes. And EDG is going to be there. Flashwaves are going to be there. I like both those squads. I think Flashwaves only stayed the same or upgraded. And they were fun to scrim at Worlds for TSM. EDG obviously was dominant at Worlds, but they lost a lot of their core roster. So we'll see how they are now. I haven't watched any games from the, from the uh, Chinese leagues. And yeah, I'm really, I'm really excited to kind of like get into the scrims on Monday and next Monday and see how it goes.